Well, hey there, and welcome to the Solid Rock Church Podcast. This is a place where you can stay connected with everything going on at Solid Rock Church, including the messages. We pray this message encourages you and allows you to grow deeper in your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. How many of y'all have enjoyed or learned or have gained something in the past three weeks of our series, A Holy Promise? The Holy Spirit is very present in our lives, amen? And I personally have learned a lot through this series. And so, this is our final week of our series, A Holy Promise. Everyone say yay. Yay, yay, yay. yay. The Gideons will be here, and then we'll start a new series um, next, uh, the, be- the second week of November. And um, it's going to be good. So, to start off this, and don't think I'm being a little immature, because sometimes I am. How many of y'all have ever had a favorite superhero? Superhero, right? Brother Jerry, what was your favorite superhero? I'm very interested in this. Superman. Superman. Doesn't Brother Jerry just just give us a great example of Superman? He's Solid Rock Church of Superman, right? I think so. He's a great man. Anybody else? What, what superheroes do you like? Batman. Batman. What's the, what's the theme? Uh, well, how's that song go? <laughs> Let's go. Uh, uh, and was like, yeah. Anybody else? One more. Favorite superhero? Hulk. Come on now. Like, do I look like him a little bit? The Hulk? No. He he was one of my favorite. I'll tell you my whoa. I'll tell you one of my favorite. He's always been my favorite. And it's the guy that does. <laughs> if you've watched the first Spider-Man, you understand. Um, but Spider-Man is my favorite. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero since I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> you know, whether you're five or fifty, superheroes are cool, right? Superheroes are really cool. Um, what's fascinating about the superheroes is they have powers that they use to defeat evil, right? They use powers to defeat evil, and. Um, Throughout my life, I'll always love Spider-Man. I dressed up as, as Halloween, <laughs> and I, you know, try to do the little the little tricks and go pew, pew, with my with my hands or whatever. Um, I watched all the movies, and I even have a blanket as of today, a Spider-Man blanket that I've had like for 15 years. I wish I knew where it was, so I would use it. Um, but one story I want to tell you real quick, and we'll move on is. I love Spider-Man so much. You know our good friends, the Freemans, that sometimes come. Joshua, Miranda, and the twins, Reagan and Chandra, incredible people. Um, They came one weekend, and um, the new Spider-Man movie was out, and I haven't seen it yet. All of the Bryan family have seen it, except Heather and I. And so I wanted to see it so bad. So the opportunity to see it was Sunday after church. Well, the Freemans were here. (laughs) And they still give me nonsense today about it. Because I talked about, are we going to watch Spider-Man? Are we going to watch Spider-Man? And then Heather says, we're not going to kick them out of our house to go watch a movie, Dustin. <laughs> what happened? They left. <laughs> what? <laughs> they, they left at like 3 o'clock, so it was a good time because they want to get home. It's like a three-hour drive. But we want to watch Spider-Man, and they still give me nonsense about it. <laughs> um, but the Spider-Man show, the Spider-Man movie... I told, I told uh, Travis back there that he would love this. Um, and your friend, what's his name that loves Spider-Man? Elijah. Elijah. Yeah, tell him to watch this message. Uh, <laughs> the Spider-Man franchise. 
is based off one quote. Do you know what that is? With great power comes great what? Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. And that's the bottom line of the last week of a holy promise. Everyone say, with great power, great power. comes great responsibility. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, as we are about to read your words, as we are about to go into your scriptures, God, use me as a vessel to bring this word forth. You do not disappoint. You do not leave us astray. You are very much present in this building. Continue to work. Work through me. Use my mouth. God, use whatever I, whatever I am, all that I am, to bring this message forth and allow us to be receptive of what you have for us today. Everybody said amen. amen. So what if I told you that bottom line is scriptural? Crazy, right? What if I told you that line is scriptural? That's not what I wanted to do. And we'll read about that in a little bit. But first, I, I, I want to get some context about where we're at in Acts, okay? I want to get some context about where we are in Acts. And so last week, we talked about the opportunity, right? The opportunity of the Holy Spirit. Um, can we pray real quick? Heavenly Father, you know what's, what the issue is. Lord, I have, have your way um, and whatever's going on. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Week one of a holy promise. We talked about the, empower, the, the promise of the Holy Spirit, right? How when Jesus ascended to heaven, that he left us the Holy Spirit. Week two, we talked about the um, empowerment of the Holy Spirit. How he empowers us. How he empowered the apostles the Holy Spirit, and because of that, 3,000 people came to know Christ that day. Last week, we talked about um, the opportunity of the Holy Spirit when John and Peter walked up to go pray, that they saw a lame man that was wanting money, but they offered them something else, more eternal, and that's Jesus, and he was healed, and that whole crowd freaked out, right? They were like, hey, did you heal him? Were you the person that healed him? And then, they, and then, and then Peter said, it wasn't me. It was the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, and the God of our fathers. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that came to die, that you rejected, that became the chief cornerstone. So this week we're in Acts chapter four. This the book, of, the the chapter of uh, the chapter four, of book of Acts. Um, the title, pretty much of this. Let me go to it real quick. Is this salvation and no one else? There is salvation and no one else. Amen? Amen? All the little G gods are gone and passed away. But one remains. And that's our Jesus Christ. That sits on the, the, the throne of heaven. Amen? So a little intro as to what chapter 4 of Acts is talking about. So as John and Peter, you know, they were telling people about Jesus. And, this, and that person was being healed, right? That person was healed. And what happened then is the... Okay, Heather made fun of me because I said this wrong. The Sadducees, the Sadducees, how do you say it? Sadducees, Sadducees thank you. Um, they decided to arrest John and Peter because they were mad because they were going against the grain. They were going against the teachings that they were used to at that point, at that time, the Jewish teachings. So here comes John and Peter expanding the kingdom of God, lives being changed, thousands of people coming to Christ. And the leaders of that place were just mad. So what did they do? They locked them up in jail. But what happened when they locked them up 
The Bible says right here in, uh, in verse 4, However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. Amen. So in two chapters, which technically it could be a couple days in that time, it went from 3,000 to 5,000. Why? Because they were filled with the Holy Spirit to the point to where they saw the lame man being healed. To the point to where people started receiving the Holy Spirit. And whenever they were thrown in jail, come on, the Lord protects us. People, the, the kingdom of God grew, right? So we're going to start in Acts chapter 4, verse 7 through 12. And it says this. And when they had set them in the midst, okay, beforehand, what happened was they saw all these people being saved, 5,000 people saved. So we're like, okay, let's bring them out of jail and let's talk to them. And this is what they said. And when they had set them in the midst and they asked, by what power or what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people of elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means has he been made well? Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised up from the dead, made him this man... Stand here before you whole. This is the stone in which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under, under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's bold. They were literally captured put into prison, put in chains, and they were freed because of the favor of God, because the Holy Spirit works on our behalf, amen? And they were freed, and because they were freed, the Holy Spirit was here with them, and they were still filled. They didn't go to prison like, okay, it's over. No. When we face trials, it's not over. The devil is out to kill, steal, and destroy. If we let him, if we let him win, that's it. But we keep on fighting. We keep on pushing on because we have a holy promise. So they stood up to the very people that imprisoned them. Can you imagine that tone of voice that Peter had at that point? Y'all rejected the very thing that was raised from the dead, the chief cornerstone. Peter and John stood up to the very people who arrested them, but they didn't stand up for themselves. Who did they stand up for? Christ. What's the bottom line of today's message? With great power comes great responsibility. In Acts chapter 4, the word bold, everyone say bold. Mentioned three, mentioned three times. The word bold in Acts chapter 4 is mentioned three times. There's a weird thing about the number three, right, in the Bible. It's a weird thing about the number three. It was said three times in reference to what Peter and John did in front of the Sadducees. Did I say it right? Cool. 
But their boldness did not end there, right? How many of y'all go out in today's world? We're all human. I love what Brother Jerry said. How many of y'all's lives are perfect? No one. We go out and we do our good deed for the day. Okay, Lord, see you tomorrow, right? That's a continuous thing. It's an ongoing thing. You may have many opportunities to come in and, and, and share the love of God, right? In fact, yesterday I was talking to a friend, an old friend. We went to the Butterfield um, Trunk or Treat, and I was like, man, I want to play basketball so bad. There's not a lot of people around here that, you know, they open up the gyms and play ball. And he's like, oh, I'll get you connected with a dude, and we'll, pl we'll play some ball. And um, he's like, maybe you can get some, over, some people, you know, playing ball here in Magazine or Boonville. And you'd be like, hey, I know a guy named Jesus. Do you know him? We don't come to church to tell people about Jesus. We go out to tell people about Jesus, right? I love, I, love, I love meetings. I love meeting here. I love having all the awesome things that we do here. But I don't think this church is going to grow. I don't think the kingdom of God is going to grow if we don't go out and meet them. As Jesus met us, we meet them. Amen? As of yesterday, we went out into the community just to love on people. And you don't have to, you don't have to sell these fancy words just by your actions. What's in your heart? Who's in your heart that bleeds through to show people who you stand for? Like I said, their boldness did not end there. The people of Peter and John stood up to decided to plot against Peter and John. I'm about to read that here. They tried to make a plot so they would never, ever speak the name of Jesus again. If someone came up to you and said, hey, don't do that. We don't do it here. What would you say? <laughs> um, Going to do it anyways. Right? It can't be contained. Acts 4, verses 18 through 21. So they called them and commanded them not to speak all at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Listen to this, y'all. This is crazy. But Peter and John answered and said to them, this gets me excited because I can just imagine in my head what, like, what their movements, their hands, like what they're doing when they're speaking to these people. Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you <laughs> more than to, to God, you judge. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them, come on, because of the people, since they all glorified God for what they have done. The Sadducees saw the, all these people being saved. They saw the lame man being healed, and they knew they were no match for our perfect God. This world is no match for our perfect God. The very devil, the only enemy that we have in this life, in our spiritual lives, is no match for the perfect God. He may throw things at you. He may throw health problems at you. He may throw family issues at you. He may throw mental health things at you. But those things don't stand a chance in the presence of a living God. I told Heather yesterday, it was late at night, I said, I think I'm going to preach tomorrow. I said, I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably going to go crazy. Because this is so cool. 
How many of us are that bold to stand before a people to tell them, hey, what you're doing ain't gonna, ain't gonna fix me. What you're doing ain't gonna stop me. Now, don't, don't go out to Walmart. Or go, I always say Walmart. I need to think of another area. But uh, don't go out there and be like, hey, random person, you're not going to stop me from sharing the love of God. They'll just be like, good to know you, right? When the enemy comes upon our path, these people aren't our enemies. They're our neighbors. They may be used by the enemy, but they're people just like us that's being used by the wrong source. So we have someone to fight. And it's not them. It's the devil. So when the devil comes to tempt you, when the devil comes to try to get to you or do whatever he can to trip you up, you dumb devil. <laughs> you can't call people dumb, right? <laughs> you dumb devil, you stupid devil. You have no place in my life. You have no place in my home. You have no place in this church. You have no place in my mind. What you do against me shall not prosper. So what if we did that? What if we acted like Peter and John? Not acted, but lived. Not saying that we don't. Just think about it. What if we did that? It wasn't afraid as Christians that what might happen to us if we shared the gospel. There's people in overseas that aren't scared of it. Even though they can face death, they're killed almost every single day because they're sharing the love of God. I want that boldness, right? Throughout this series, we talked about the promise, the empowerment, and the opportunity of the Holy Spirit. Christ died to save whosoever will, right? Whosoever will, will say, I need help. I need guidance. And what the devil has done, he's made God look like a controlling God to the point to where you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm right. But he sits at the door and knocks. He doesn't barge in. He's a faithful, loving God that wants to have a relationship with us so we can be saved. He's giving us a gift that we don't deserve. During Christmas time, I don't deserve a that expensive Lego set, <laughs> but I get it anyways. <laughs> right? uh, Henry bought me a Lego set last, last year for Christmas, and I was like, oh boy. It's sitting on my desk at home. Um, Christ died so whoso, uh, to save whosoever will. He gifted the Holy Spirit to dwell in us, to empower us. Everyone say empower his promise to us is he will never leave us nor forsake us, and that's biblical. Every single day of your life, if you give yourself to Christ, he will give himself to you. Invite him to your heart every single day. Allow him to guide you every single day. His promise is to unite his church. A lot of other people think the Holy Spirit's scary, the Holy Spirit's not something we want to deal with, but he's very important in the Trinity. Why? Because he's the very thing that guides us here on earth. How can we make it if the presence of God wasn't amongst us? How can we know what to say if the presence of God wasn't telling us what to do? How can we make a move when the presence of God is telling us where to go? He's our friend. He's our Lord and Savior. Amen.
He unites the church through every aspect of the Holy Spirit, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Every single gift is to unite the church together. That's our holy promise. That's our holy promise. Here's a very good quote I heard. It might sound weird at first, but it's very meaningful. Meowing time is over. It's time to roar. You know, we're raised as kittens, per se. We're raised as kids, right? Select amount of words. But it's time to stop being a little Christian. It's time to be bold. I don't go to a zoo to go look at little cats. I can see those outside. I go to a zoo to see a tiger or a lion because it's big, it's proud, it's powerful. The world needs to see Christians that are bold, powerful, right? Mm. Not just Christians. They, want, they, they come to church, to church to see the power of God. Not that God's in a cage like a tiger or a lion because he's not. <laughs> But it's time to stop meowing, and it's time to roar. It's time to make a difference. That seems silly. I told Heather that she's like, that's weird. (laughs) But it makes sense. Church, it's time to use the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and take every opportunity with boldness. Despite our circumstance, despite our persecution, despite what the devil may throw at us, the Bible says that we will be persecuted at the end times. Not saying every single one of us are going to be killed because of it, but we will be persecuted either by words or physical things or spiritual things. That's the truth. And we will be hated because of him. But thank God the Holy Spirit empowers us to be strong, to be bold, and not be shaken because we are built on the solid rock. Be bold in Christ, church. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit and allow God to use you to advance his kingdom. It's so cool to see people come to Christ. Amen. When Ashley was, when she experienced what she experienced here that one Wednesday, she couldn't smile, which wouldn't, wouldn't leave her face because what she experienced was something she's never experienced before. So with great power comes What? Great responsibility. After Peter and John, isn't it cool that we're talking about Peter and John and and Peter Spider-Man? After Peter and John stood up, they were let go. And what the Bible says, when they were let go, they went to what they called, the, the Bible says companions. I'm guessing it's friends or family. But they went to these people, and they told these people what happened. And they were like freaking out, man. They were like having a party, a Holy Ghost party. And they prayed together. What happens when the church prays together? Where two or three are gathered into my name, I am there. The Bible says right here. Let's see. 33. Actually. I, I, didn't, I didn't put this verse on there, but I'm going to read this anyways. And when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God in boldness. When we gather here as the church... Our purpose isn't to see the pastor preach a good message. 
The purpose is not to see a very good song that our worship team sings very well. It's not to see how, uh, the list can go on and on and on. Our very purpose to come today to this place is to be united, to lift his name up, to pray together and see the Holy Spirit fall upon and rest upon our praise. Do you remember my childhood and adulthood favorite superhero? Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. And this is where Spider-Man got that quote. I'm not saying Spider-Man literally went to the Bible and got this from the, got the quote from the Bible, but I thought that was cool. And it might not make sense at first, but I'll make it make sense. Not make it. It'll make sense. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 33, our final verse for today. And with great power, come on, uh, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. With great power comes great responsibility. And I don't think I'm going to need this anymore because I think we're, we're good. With great power, do you have a song we can play, Henry? Uh, sorry. <laughs> Are y'all grateful for Henry? I throw curveballs at her and she still hits them out of the park, right? Um, with great power comes great responsibility. The, the apostles were presented with the great power in which they possessed. And because of that great power, they had a responsibility to go out and give witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And great grace fell upon them. When we have great power, every single one of us have great power within us. The Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So when we go out there and then we have the power of the Holy Spirit, we have a responsibility to share the empowerment, to share the love, to share a holy promise. The cool thing about it is when you say these things, when you profess these things, Although you may face persecution like Peter and John did, when they were, when they held the responsibility, great grace fell upon them. They were freed. They celebrated and they prayed, and the Holy Spirit was still dwelling there in their group. This church right here, that's a place for that. Church, you have a power within you. You have a responsibility. Your responsibility is to be bold. Your responsibility is to go out into that world and share the love of God.